Okay. The computer said it's recording. It's recording. And in progress. Can you hear both of us okay? Because I had to, I changed the. Yes, I can hear you both fine. Like, it's like both sides. Both sides now, dude. It's okay. a, bit like a, a bit like a locker room, but yeah, it's okay. Like a locker room? Yeah. Echoey? Smells no, better. No, ju- just the banter. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Three Wise Men of Divorce, Money, Psych, and Law podcast. Sit down with the California divorce experts, financial divorce consultant Mark Hill, psychologist Scott Weiner, and attorney Sean Weber for a frank and casual conversation about divorce, separation, co-parenting, and the difficult decisions real people like you face during these tough times. We know that if you are looking at divorce or separation, it can be scary and overwhelming. With combined experience of over 70 years in divorce and conflict management, we are here for you and look forward to helping by sharing our unique ideas, thoughts, and perspectives on divorce, separation, and co-parenting. That's so cool. <laughs> Oh, Ronnie. Oh, Ronnie. Sorry. Take my wife, please. Really? Okay. What are we talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Should we just just hang out? We're we're talking about how to tell the kids. Yeah. I mean, you're recording right now. I don't know. I can't divulge too much. Well, actually, she can start it whenever she wants, but it's like, this is being caused by your mother. (laughs) <laughs> that's well, a good one <laughs> your, you got a your father that. has a mistress how about that one I, that, that's great oh i had that case <laughs> your you know, father well she was very christian this particular case she was very christian and um he was having an affair and he was apparently very christian as well but you know no but his tastes were catholic <laughs> yes and and uh, she told the kids that the reason they're getting divorced is because father has a mistress. Right. Those were her words. Father has a mistress. Oh, that's so touching. It just makes me want to sing to the hills, you know. Oh, sounds know? Victorian, doesn't it? You know. Yeah. Yes, it does. That's and it, and and it comes along with a lot of the sort of yes. the ethos of that era. Allow me to introduce you, know. you to my concubine. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. But, uh, you know, so in all seriousness, you know, talking to the kids, we can just start talking, Let's... right? So, hey, you guys, what are we, how are we going to tell the kids? About what? About the divorce? Yeah. I think we should come out and tell them that. Uh, it's not a big deal. We don't, it's not, we could, they'll find out. You know, you know already that your mother is a horrible person. <laughs> Well, and, they, and know, right. they know that mother had an affair. <laughs> yes. So there's no question about who the wronged party here is. That's it. Who's wrong? And, you know, and, well, you know, when you come and stay at my house, you know, you can you can do whatever you want. We will sit up all night and eat pizza. And, you know, Freddie, you know, you're only 14, but. You know, there are places where you can drink, so that'll be at our house. You know, I might suggest a different strategy. Oh. I think rather than um, telling the kids what's really going on. Okay. Yeah. That maybe we should 
you know, talk to them about the parts that they need to hear. Parts? The parts of the divorce. The fact that there's a divorce happening. Oh, wait a minute. Are you even going to tell them that there's a divorce? <laughs> well, there's that, too. You could just move out. Oh, my out God. Day. I mean, that happened. I mean, it's one thing to talk about the affair. I, I do have happy. a friend, and he, he talks about the day he found out that his parents were getting divorced because he was just loaded into a car. Yeah. Hmm. And that's all he was, that's all the warning he was given and all the explanation he was given is that mom and the kids are going to live somewhere else now. I see. So maybe not that. And maybe not. Let's talk about how horrible the other parent is. That's probably not good. And maybe not assume that the kids don't anticipate it to some degree. <laughs> they might they be like, uh, what took you yeah, so long? Well, we've heard that, haven't we? Yeah, we have we've a lot. Heard that. Yeah. But yeah. do you guys agree that there needs to be a conversation. If you've got children, at some point, you got to have a conversation. I think so. And I think that it's smart to do it together. And I think that it's smart to have your story ahead of time so that you don't get into a battle about who's causing this. At least not with the children. Not in front of the children. Exactly. You can, you can have that battle in your mediation. Or you can tell or your in therapy. Or you tell your lawyer in therapy, yeah. Yeah. It might be very helpful to have that conversation. I it. think, yes. Yeah. But not with the children. Well, so why wouldn't you do it with the children? Maybe this sounds obvious, but let's let's discuss it with our audience. Why would why is it bad to discuss those kinds of details with the kids? Mm. Well, the kids are 50-50, mom and dad, aren't they? Presuming. Genetically. And so they, they know that if they're told one partner is a very bad person, that doesn't that mean that half of me is a bad person or I have the potential to be a bad person? It's among the things they could think. Yeah. All right. I've talked to a kid and his dad or his dad was like, you know, I'm going to tell him everything. And the kid was very hurt by that, actually. Yeah. And then I talked to the father about it. And he said, well, you know, he's a very mature kid. He understands things. He deserves to know. I'm not going to lie to my son about what went down. Instead, he's going to lie to himself about why he's doing that. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, it's. Um... Well, is that lying when you don't tell your kid everything? Well, no, because you don't tell your child everything from the time they come home from the hospital. <laughs> the, oh, no. the things become age appropriate at certain points in there's life. That. There's that, but um, it, 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 I, I hate to be so, you know, definition based, but if you, if every time you don't tell everybody everything about everything you've lied, then we are in a constant state of deceit. You know, I mean, I mean, although as a therapist, I can see all of everything that's true about Sean, there's a lot that he doesn't know about me. And it wouldn't <laughs> benefit him to know. It might actually, he might. Might actually cause me harm. <laughs> <laughs> if I knew what you were really like. <laughs> really? Yeah. We, Sean, we need to chat. <laughs> as if you guys don't already. Oh, my God. You guys well, you hey, I have insights. You guys are a cabal. Like the, like the children that we deal with, I have some inkling. 
<laughs> yeah, about what kind of person we're dealing with here. <laughs> All right, look, it, to be to be really fair, that you know, are you lying to the children uh, when you don't tell them everything? My response would be, I don't think that's what lying really means. You know, mm. I think lying, when we talk about lying, we're usually, what we really mean is some kind of self-serving um, misrepresentation of something that, 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 that really doesn't benefit the hearer. It's, it's for my own selfish benefit. And if, 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 if we talk about what really benefits the children, it might benefit them greatly not to know that, uh, I don't know, mom had an affair or dad had an affair. It might benefit them greatly not to know that. You know, it might just, um, frankly, I deal with this. I had a, I had a client tell me the other day that um, he got very, very drunk and um, had a fling, a real fling, and all the, like the whole fling and nothing but the fling, so help us God, with uh, a, a best friend of his. And he's in the course now of um, getting ready to marry his fiance. And he's, you know, you know, what do I do? Do I tell her? It's like, well, mm. I mean, you have to parse this. It's like, if you told her, would it be for her benefit? Would it be for your benefit? Would it cause more suffering? Would it cause less suffering? What's your real intent here? And I mean, he he loves her to death. He got, I mean, he's having a lot of stress and he got seriously, seriously drunk and did this. And it's like, does she uh, need an STD test? He might need, uh, frankly, in this case, no. Okay. And there's a reason for that too. Yeah. Okay. They don't, but um yeah, so it's uh, you're saying there's a point where it's productive to disclose, and, and there's a moral the it's yeah, not there's a moral imperative to disclose. Yes, more there's, than there's productive. Yes, there's an yeah. ethical duty, to and, and there can be times where it's very unkind to disclose. So I can yes. tell you, you know, you're looking really old and kind of bad. right. <laughs> he yeah. tells me that all the time. I could tell you that. He's but telling that was, me I'm losing my hair too, and, and I have no idea what he's talking about. That's right, Fluffy Station, my friend. <laughs> I know it's pretty clean. But it wouldn't be exactly kind to tell you what I've observed. Right. There's 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 a line from an old uh, Waylon Jennings song that goes, "Don't I warn you when you're getting fat? Ain't I gonna take you fishing with me one day?" Well, a man can't love a woman more than that. <laughs> so there's a, yeah. Well, okay. So, so yeah. it, it may actually, I mean, we, we withhold things from our kids all the time, right? There's adult yes. business that, that the kids yeah. would not necessarily, I mean, I don't invite them into bedroom discussions. You know, there's things that there's reason why we have locked how, doors. How dishonest of you. Right. I'm a, I'm a dishonest person because no, I don't want to tell them what happens in our bedroom. Right. right. Well, I think a divorce, <laughs> while it's not, well, I mean, I could get Freudian on you here. Yeah. That's all right if you get Freudian. Sex and violence, right? Go but ahead, but there, there's, there's a point where 
the intimacies of what happens is the bedroom is actually very much related to the intimacies, intimacies of what happens in a divorce. Well, yes. And, and you don't share that with just everybody. The betrayals that we are actually discussing as a substrate for all of this, frankly, our bedroom betrayals. Yeah. Aren't they? It's all part of it. Right. And, and it's like, um, you know, uh, it, it's funny. I, it hadn't occurred to me. You've, you've mentioned that vignette to me before about that guy who said I was going to be, he was going to be honest. And it was like, you know, I, I wonder if you had said to him, do you, um, in the course of being honest with your children, do you discuss, you know, sexual positions with your, you know, do you discuss, I mean, because that would be the honest thing. That to would do. be really, you know, thoroughly. Very but you thoroughly. do have situations where, Maybe it seems to me it's often a single child is very aligned with one of the parties. Mm. And in, when they're teenage years, they take guidance from that person and they're kind of like that. They see that person as their best friend. Yes. I've seen that situation occur actually with both sexes, dad with a son and mother with a daughter. And it was, you know, a blurring of the the roles of father and son. And that was a reason to share everything about the divorce. Those lines I felt have been blurred before this occurred. Well, and maybe they'd ended up there because of what happened during the marriage. There's a possibility. And, and the research shows that there's a couple of things that are very harmful to a kid in a divorce. And one of the things that's really harmful to a kid is parentification. Yes. When the child is parentified. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes I think oversharing with a child before they're of an age where they it's appropriate for them to hear the disclosure. Yeah. Puts them in a place that they shouldn't be. In. I need to take care of the parent because look what an awful time they're being put. Yeah, and so 13 year old Tommy feels like he needs to defend mom to dad or, or whatever. Yeah, and, and that isn't a good place to put that kid. So we're kind of talking about, you know, what you should not disclose. We should not disclose quote unquote adult business with kids. It's actually the law in California that you don't disclose uh, uh, details of court proceedings, show them court filings, speak ill of the other parent in the presence of the child. That's usually an order from the judge. It's a routine that you would get that kind of an order that neither parent will speak ill of the other parent or allow other people to do so in the presence of the children. Um, and the, precisely because it's not good for them to hear that, even if it's true. But what mm-hmm. should we disclose? What should we tell the kids? So I'm getting ready to sit the kids down and tell them about mom and dad's divorce or in, in this day and age, mom and mom's divorce and dad and dad's divorce. What, what do I tell them? Hmm. Well, what, what I would ask, what's important to the children? What's important for them to know? Where am I going to live? There you go. <laughs> am I going to go to the same school? Will I still have my same friends? That's a big one. Um, you know, where are you both going to live? <laughs> yeah. Often, I mean, children, it depends upon the age. Once again, if they're tiny children, they just follow like sheep. But you, once you get teenagers around, they have lives and they have, things they do and their focus is very different. So again, it's age specific, but I think, you know, children want to know a, that they are loved B that they are going to be okay. 
and what is going to happen to them? <laughs> I think that's that's kind of what I hear from kids. It's like the adverbs: who, what, when, where. You know, and I, I, yeah. I'm, I don't, I, I'm going to lean away from the why. It's going to say who, what, where, when, how, never why. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And and basically, I've had you know parents agonizing over how do we tell them? How do we tell them? And on more than one occasion, they've come back and they said, well, that was easier than we thought. They were kind of relieved and they just want to know what's going on and where who's going to go where. In other words, the kids who were both teenagers in this case were, were pretty much sure that this was going to happen. They were not blind to what was going on in the home. And they just were concerned that no one was telling them how it was going to impact them. Well, and that's the number one complaint of kids in divorce when they talk about looking back on their parents' divorce is that they were never asked or talked to about what was going on. This thing just kind of happened to them. Right. Instead of they were passengers, they were passengers on a train that they couldn't control. Well, like my friend who was just loaded into a car. Yeah. Never saw his dad again. Wow. I mean, that's That's pretty harsh. Yeah. That's, That's a really bad example. You know, it's a really awful situation, but I don't think that happens as much anymore. Not as much. I mean, now, I mean, I've, I've had, you know, family situations where um, the judge makes certain that the incarcerated parent gets visits. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that level of, you know. Well, because they're, they're, you're going to have to show that me, says his or her honor. You're going to have to show me that it's harmful to maintain contact with this parent. One thing we know is that even when a parent lacks all the functioning that we'd like to see mm-hmm. in the ideal, we do know that it's still healthy for the kids to have a relationship yep. with both kids. Yeah. So that is something that, you know, when you ask, you know, what do we tell the kids? The I think maybe the most important thing is we must let them know that they are still going to have a fulsome relationship with both parents. And, yep. and then, you know, kids, kids are little scientists, you know, well, so does that mean that I'm going to be, you know, you know, I know Freddie, he goes, he gets five days with, with, with his mom and two days with dad. And then two days with his, you know, and by the way, they are talking to their friends. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they are. Yeah. So they're, they're more familiar with these processes. Um, I mean, we're doing a we're we're working on a case right now where I think they, you know, really the parents don't know yet what they're going to do. They don't know how they're going to do it because, as usual, there is a lever and a levy, and you know somebody is is you know. So these things haven't been worked out yet. Well, and they're trying to figure it out for themselves. They don't even know what their That's relationship's exactly going right. to be like. That's after. right. And and so one of them's like, well, I, you know, we're going to be able to do Christmases together, and the other one's like, I don't know if I can do that. I don't if you're going to leave me, I don't think I can do Christmas. I, don't know if I can take that, you know. And yeah. then, and, then, and so then now they're going to go to the kids and talk to them about how Christmas is going to work. Yeah. So if you don't know the answer, do you think it's okay to say, you know, we're we're trying to figure this out. We don't we're know trying that. to figure this out. Yeah. I mean, you, you got a couple of choices. First of all, you can say we don't know yet. We're trying to figure this out. And you know, I mean, if the kids, some kids are like little sages, you know, <laughs> they really are. So I think explaining. How would you like it to be? Well, I think explaining about the process that they're going through, because if they are talking to their friends, how many of their friends will have had a 
parents will have had a mediated or collaborative divorce. Some may have, but there's a lot of may not. A lot of mediation. There, there, there is, and there's good mediation and bad mediation as well. So, I, I would say that there you know is. We're trying to do the good. We're trying to do the good. Just wanted to check. Yeah. Trying. It's aspirational. We're on the same page. Always right. aspirational. Yeah. Um, but what do you think about that? What do I think about what? What I just said. You well, weren't I listening? Was, I, well, I was listening, but I didn't know there was a question in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, children, let's, let's approach it from another angle. Children will be talking to their friends about yes. what is going on, and they will be getting feedback from their friends. And that feedback will be dependent upon who are they going to go and talk to the friends whose parents are happily married or the friends that parents got a divorce or are going through a divorce that they're aware of. They're going to go to the ones with the yeah. experience and what experience is that? So my point was try to tell the children of the process you're going through and that get, that can buy you some time too. Yes. We're working together to solve this so that you guys are going to be safe and secure and okay. And we don't know the answers to all this, but we're going to keep you informed as we go through it. Or words that, to that effect. That is extremely good input, sir. I must say. No, I'm not kidding. I and no, no, no jokes. I would I would like the audience to understand that Scott approves. <laughs> well, and, and that is such a rare guy. event. I, I know. Oh, yeah. Scott is this therapist guy who just got very, very nicely schooled by the financial guy. And I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. And that that little vine- that little no, that speech you made is something that I plan to steal for our for, 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 this couple. Kid, for, yeah. for a couple that we're working on. It's like let, we can't release Sometime this. I do approve we can't of this release crazy this podcast Brit, until afterwards. <laughs> this crazy maniacal musician Brit that we work with. Yeah, well, he's he's a pretty smart guy. You can't well, rely on me. No, he is a he is a wise man of divorce. That's true. Uh-huh. So okay, so then there's there's kind of the emotional security. You're going to be okay, and I, I like what you said about security because there's also financial security. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times kids are scared. Are we going to have enough money? Sometimes you see, you might see like one of the parties fretting over, do they have enough money now because they're having to divide everything by two and it's going to, their cost of living is going to be higher because they're living in two separate houses. Well, I've, How, what do you tell the kids about that? We can be, we can be even a little, and it's not dishonest right now for us to be, to, to face some of the harsh realities too. There are times when people really do wonder how they're going to get by if they divide things in two. Well, yeah. And those parents are kind of, they're kind of going, you know, if the kid were going to say, well, are we going to live in a nice house? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go down. But you will have us. You will have us. We'll be with you all the way. You know, but. And we're no, working. I don't want to know about that. I want to know, can I still live? And it? we're working on it. We'll keep you informed. We're working on it. It's tough. Neither one of us wanted this. It's tough. We're trying to work it out with your best interests at heart. Now, my daughter, that's the message to convey. My daughter shared this story about what one of her friends told her about their parents, this friend. And and, um, it was kind of emotional for her. And it was the child was talking to dad. Can I have some money to um, go do this activity or do whatever? And he's like, 
I already pay your mom enough child support. Mm. Oh, I've had that. I've had plenty of that. Or the in front of the kids or the inverse. Uh, Go ask your dad or go ask your mom for that money because I can't afford it because I have, you know, they're not paying me enough child support. So how how does that (laughs) happen? Because I'm going to drag it back to process. Yeah, that's where there's a court order been imposed um, where there hasn't been a discussion about what are we going to do about the kids extracurricular stuff? We both want them to be able to be on their sports teams. How are we going to work this out? How are we going to make this work? No, it probably one party went for as much as they could get. And the other party tried to pay as little as possible. Mm-hmm. And a judge had to decide or they got forced into a settlement conference yeah. where and there was a win-lose yeah. outcome. Yeah. Exactly. And so there's resentment because they were not considered this part of the process. Though. It does. Sometimes this happens when there's just a lose-lose outcome because there really isn't that much to start with. And then they, you know, well, let's be honest. Happens. Most of the time it is lose-lose. Yeah. And, but, and, and what you're saying, Mark, is, is, hey, you can get into a process where you can have an intelligent, thoughtful discussion with your partner about how you're going to handle cash flow. So that when it comes up with the children, you don't get you know backed into say. a corner and start blaming the other party. Yeah, because you have had a, you have a plan. You have a plan how to deal with the inevitable. Because trust me, if you're raising children in their teenage years, their demands will become financially surprising. Well, I think you are an incredibly positive person, and that's one of the things <laughs> that I like you. But I mean, I've seen there be all the planning and all of the you know, I mean, a really good agreement. And one of those people is still jonesing for a bruising. Yes. It's like, you know, so these things are still going to come up. But I mean, the best we can do is to help these people not become uh, nasty litigants and help them at least create the best plan. And there's a better chance doing it that way. Yeah, that the kid asks for something or, you know, and it's a lot, you know, and even if even if uh, Mary or Fred are really thinking, well, if that son of a gun, it's like, you know what, we have a we have a way to work this out. We'll see. And even if they bring it back, you know, and mediate out, you know, who's going to pay for the expensive ballet or who's going to play for the expensive uh, traveling football team or something like that. How are we going to do that? We didn't anticipate that. You know, and it might not be possible for them to do it. It might not. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes there is, you know, it's a, bridge uh, too a negative impact on the children inevitably because two homes cost more than one. I get it. But children who don't know are children who are more likely to be challenging to work with than children who know, <laughs> who have this information. In other words, they, they, because a lot of it's peer pressure. We're all going on the field trip. What do you mean you're not going on the field trip because your mom's broke? You know, there's peer pressure there. So helping the child prepare for things, setting expectations, giving the child, help the child have a plan. I don't know. Maybe I'm just overly positive. Well, I think I think there's a reason to be positive. I think I think the big takeaway is 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 manifold. One is 
it's not a good idea to share nastiness about the other person with the kid. All that does is hurt the kid. All that does is like a, a boomeranging arrow, right? Yeah, and it, and it won't. And in the long, yeah, and it won't benefit you in the long run. And, and actually, it will poison your relationship with yeah. your child. Yeah, there's that. That's very toxic behavior. So don't do it. Okay. So number two, um, it is important to share some things with the child, and and help them feel secure and safe. Relieve their anxieties. Their they're, natural yeah. anxieties. They're safe with their parents. They're going to be safe with their money. And they have a safe place to go emotionally. Yep. Right. What else do we need? What, what else? Oh, and, and there are processes that are more conducive to that conversation going well than other processes. So adversarial processes where you go to court and go to war and condition yourself to hate your spouse and not talk to each other. It is then harder to be on the same page as your co-parent when it's now time to work with your child yeah or be at the same outing where your child is or their same activity it's like all of that so find a process that encourages cooperation and collaboration as as opposed to a process that encourages animosity and adversarial interactions and if it's age appropriate make your children aware of what you and your spouse are doing to try to create an environment that will work for them we love you so much exactly. that we paid Mark Hill's exorbitant fee <laughs> <laughs> to help us figure out. And, and I, I'm joking, but in all honesty, we're we're trying. We're working with a financial professional to help us figure out and make sure that we're still on track to make sure that your your college is yeah, is, yeah. is squared away. You know, something yeah. like that. yeah, exactly. That's what you intend, yeah. you know, yeah, yep. Or we're meeting with this psychologist. In fact, we're going to invite you to come meet with this person. And so we can talk about how our family is going to work after the divorce, because our family isn't ending. We're all still here and we all still love you. And you have two parents that love you very dearly. And we want to make sure that we do this in a way that makes a lot of sense for you. And is good for you. Yeah. You can write my ads. <laughs> well, somebody ought to. <laughs> okay. Oh my. I think we may have done it again. I think so. Well, I think so. I think so. I, I, a, good, a good, good talk, kids. Yeah. Um, so it's seasonal too, by the way. You know, mm-hmm. there's getting yeah. through, getting through, doing through the holidays at the holidays. Yep. It's like, oh boy, that's probably our next one. Let's talk about the holidays. Well, I mean, in the, in the case we're talking about, there's that wrinkle of, well, what do we do at Christmas? We haven't told them yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we pretend? Yeah. So that could be another whole whole uh, discussion. So. Um, Scott, yes. If they haven't read your advertising material that you've so carefully drafted, well, you know, I, 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 I keep waiting need you. for you to, you know, set me up with a website. Actually, I don't have one. I have a phone, and that is how I connect with my universe. And my name is Scott Weiner, and I'm a psychologist, Solana Beach, 619-417-5743. And I answer it my own self. <laughs> Mark. Well, you can uh, look at our website. Our company name is Pacific Divorce Management. The website is packdivorce.com. We do have a phone number on there. And yes, we have been known to answer the telephone too. But also there is a contact form on there if you'd like to learn more. Did you get that working? Apparently we did. Good. I'm told it is operational. So I can actually send you an email? 
you from can indeed. You That's can great. just fill as long as you're not a robot. <laughs> you do have to prove you're not a robot. I have that my website, so you have to certify second. that you're not a robot. Exactly. Yeah. I think he's vaguely real. <laughs> Good. Well, you're in the same room with him, so you would know that. Unless I'm a robot too. Uh-huh. He is quite real to me. Me. Well, me. me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, if if you have any kind of legal dispute, you could go to my website. WeberDisputeResolution.com, where we will match you with a mediator that can help you resolve your dispute. That is WeberDisputeResolution.com, Weber with one B. Okay, folks. Good to speak with you. Great holidays, but there's a lot more to talk about. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Three Wise Men of Divorce, Money, Psych, and Law. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe, leave us a review, and share with others who may be in a similar place. Until next time, stay safe, healthy, and focused on a positive, bright future. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Every family law case is unique, so no legal, financial, or mental health advice is intended during this podcast. If you need help with your specific situation, feel free to schedule a time to speak with one of us for a personal consultation.